Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. Welcome back, dear friends, for another lovely interview that we are so privileged to get to do this week. We are so excited. Our podcast, I'm scared a little. I know. And also, um, we haven't seen her this week because she's our spin class instructor. Our and, cycling. And so when we see her for this interview... She's going to pound us. She might be really upset with us. Well, but listen, her name is Kay Strain. She is an unbelievable coach of a woman, health guru, gorgeous as can be on top of it. Motivate your ass to be its best (laughs) ass. And she, we found her because we started going to her cycling class and it is the most fun class I've ever been to. Hands down, hands down. Well, But, and also when you were signing up, people were like, you've got to go to the cycling class with this certain teacher because she's the best. You won't believe it. People talk about her. And we were kind of like, it's just a spin class. Well, and actually, the first time we went to the cycling class, I brought Haley and she, Kay had a sub oh and boy. it was somebody else and they were fine. But we were like, cool. What was everybody like talking about? It was a great class. And then the next time we went, Kay was there and we were like, okay, okay, <laughs> Kay. Okay. So, um, she, what I think what's so cool about her and why we were so excited that she agreed to be on the podcast is She's one of those people that just exudes this energy for life yes. that's so magnetic. And we're so excited to talk to her about this angle of how health and wellness and fitness play into us being, you know, more of who we are. Yes. And um, so we're we're excited to get to know, honestly, for us to get yeah. to mo- know more about her. But Outside just, of cycling class. Yes. And also, just so you guys know, if you get a chance, she is in the running for Miss Health and Fitness right now. She is. We're going to post everything that I you just, can go to to vote for yes, her. And she's so close. I think she's like in thir- third yeah, place. Third place right now. And, and the voting is like going right now. So, yeah, we want to support her because she deserves she it. She deserves it. Y'all are going to love her. OK, let's hop into the interview. What makes y'all think I think fitness is important? Sheesh. I don't know. We've just been voting for you online. <laughs> I it's appreciate getting, that. It's getting down to the wire. It is getting down to the wire, and I dropped to fifth place. Sheesh. So what? I'm like, man, not y'all after keep this. Voting. No, we got to get this episode out. I just got to make top five, and then I'll start back promoting it again. Can we just say that we heard about your class from so many people? Oh, that's yes. really nice. And then we mm-hmm. went. I was like, this is it's hard where it's at. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. But also it kind of feels like church in there. It does. Do you feel yeah. like that? Yeah, I I worked really hard. Well, may, uh, maybe church, maybe like a family reunion. That was the yes. vibe I was going for. Like I wanted my classes to feel like when you walk in, like, you're returning to see your family that you haven't seen in a while, except for you're doing it twice a week. You know what I'm saying? I so. I totally get that vibe because mm-hmm. when so. we, when we walked in also a part of like the why behind our podcast too. And like us is we love to make strangers not feel like strangers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
known him forever, you know, and yeah. that is the exact vibe what you just described when we walked in and we were like, mm-hmm. like after it up on our bikes and stuff. And the girl just came over and she was like, oh, you do like this. And oh, you got it. And cheering mm-hmm. me on. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to know this person. But yeah, mm-hmm. after we left the first time, I was like, I feel like I know everyone in this room and I don't know anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you did. You knew them and they knew you after that first time. Trust and me. And we started getting mouthy now. I know. Mm-hmm. I noticed and I love it. Road. Like, man, I'm telling you because whew, some of those days I need that energy to uh, radiate up towards the front because my front row gets tired sometimes. But yeah, it's um, I really love the fact that exercise like group exercise brings people together. And the reason I worked so hard to create a family environment is because I went to visit a class one day, like up here at Lake Highlands. I actually live in like 75 Walnut Hill area. And so I'll drive down there to teach. Well, I went to visit when I first moved here to Texas in 2017, a class at Lake Highlands. And you know how you walk in a room and it's, it's packed with people and everybody turns around and looks at you like, oops. Like, what are you doing here? They make you feel and like was, out of place. Yeah. And not to mention that I was the only person in the class that looked like me. Yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? So I walked in there and then everybody gawks at me and not even the instructor even so much as said hello mm-hmm. or welcome or do you need any help or to hell with you? Excuse my language. Anything. You know what I'm saying? So I was like. This is not very comfortable. I think I stayed 15 minutes in that class and I left. Good. So I was like, you know, I I was attending the classes down south on the other side of town, but I had moved up here. So I didn't want to drive all the way down there to go to spin, try to find one here. I didn't feel welcome. So I continued down south. So I, I just vowed to make sure that all of my classes felt like uh, welcome in. I want to learn my members' mm-hmm. names. I want everybody else to know their names. I want everybody to collaborate. I want, you know, I want people to feel like they're being accountable to each other, not just to me. It makes mm-hmm. you want to come because they're going to be looking for you. Right. So when you guys return to class next week, they're going to be like, where y'all been? I know. Mm-hmm. Well, every time we go to the sauna after your class and there's a group of girls who go in with us after the class and mm-hmm. we just talk and t- I don't know, it's, it's, I've never had that experience at a gym before where it's so, um, and I'm, I'm not saying it's a gym. I'm saying like your class where you go to work out, but then forming, forming relationships so quickly, I would say it's very unique and you should mm-hmm. be something that I'm no, I know you're, you're proud of, but you should be really proud of because I think that's really important. Yeah, I, I agree. And thank you. And thank you ladies for being a part of my spin fan. Oh my gosh. Can't wait to go back, but also scared always. So we want to know, Kate, first to kind of get started, um, mm-hmm. your story about like, go, like, what did you wear first day of kindergarten? Did you <laughs> <laughs> corduroy pants blue? Yeah, she knows. Mm-hmm. Our favorite mm-hmm. joke is, have, have you, you heard, heard about the, the corduroy pillow? Oh, no, but I heard about the pants. Well, they're making headlines. Oh, you, oh, you know what? Sleep on the, she hates the joke. It's fine. Lines right on your whoa, face. Whoa, right on your head. That one bombed with K. All right. <laughs> yeah, hey, we K. got, okay. scratch that one off the list. <laughs> 
Okay. So, so get us, get us from baby K to K now in 10 to 15 minutes. We're, we're ready. We're Go. all ears. We won't interrupt you more than 13 times. Baby K. I don't know. Apparently I cried a lot and got on people's nerves and apparently I get on people's nerves now. So mm. not much has changed. Mm. Um, let's see here. Mother of two. Uh, high school, college, Tarleton State University. Nice. Uh, live pretty much in a lot of cities, Austin, Atlanta, Dallas. Um, so I guess maybe I haven't lived in that many cities, but it feels like I've lived in a lot. Yeah. Um, where were you I, born? I was born in a little bitty town called Grosbeck, Texas. Where, where and does I that was, by? It's, um, the town I lived in and grew up in is called Mejia, M-E-X-I-A. So it sounds, it looks like Mexia, but it's actually Mejia. Mm-hmm. And it's about 90 miles south of here. So if you went south, like going through Corsicana, have y'all heard of Corsicana? Yes. Okay. So if you went so- south and headed past Corsicana and kept going um, you would eventually get to a town called Mejia. It's south on 45. It's like this big. If you do this, it's gone. You, you didn't see it anymore. <laughs> it's like 10,000 people. Yeah. So what was it's it really like small. growing up in a that small of a town? Um, everybody knows each other. Yep. It was pretty boring. We did not have any movie theaters. We had a Walmart. Like, so that's where you go if you want to see everybody, you go to Walmart. Um Anna Nicole Smith, fun fact, she used to work, live and work in Mejia, Texas at the little chicken place that we have there. So, yeah. Claim to fame. Right. Like, I I know people. Know people. I don't know her, but, you know, I I know where she used to work at. I I ate there a couple of times. But, um, yeah, it's a little bitty town. Everybody knows everybody. Um, And I kind of just, you know, am glad to be away from that. But. It was good being there when I was there because it felt safe. Yeah. Um, it felt comfortable and it just felt like, you know, I could, you know, just grow up and just not have to worry about too much. Except for then when I got out into the real world, then, you know, they they tried to teach you to be scared of everything because everybody outside of the town was a murderer or a rapist or something right, like that. Like, course. oh my God, don't go to the city. You need to be careful. You're going to die. <laughs> and here I am still alive at 38. What do you know? Surprise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what did you do um, growing up to kind of keep your sanity in a small town? What were you into? I read a lot. I still actually do. Um, I was a nerd at school. So I have always enjoyed reading. And when I was like six years old, I was reading newspapers, anything that I could read, like I was reading it. So while the other kids were running around, like tearing up stuff, getting into things, getting in trouble by my parents, I was somewhere tucked off reading. So that's what I did. Um, I was really smart in school. I do. I have, well, I grew up with my two older siblings from my mom. So there were three of us, but I'm the youngest. So my sister is six years older. Yes. I'm the baby of three. This is a circle of babies. We're all babies here. Yeah. Y'all do look like babies too. All right. Mm -hmm. So do you, Kay. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm somebody's baby. But no, um, I just kind of tucked off in red and I was really um even now, it doesn't appear this way, but I'm an introvert. Fun fact about K. Mm-hmm. So introverted extrovert or extroverted, extroverted introvert. introvert. 
where you can yeah. turn it on because you do a mm-hmm. class, but you recharge by yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is exactly what it is. Like I, if there's like a flip that switches, um, switch. Yeah. When it's, I had to make sure my words were correct. I, I tend to like mix my words all up as soon as I get on camera. Yeah. Um, but there's a flip that switches when I get ready to teach or to train people, um, something activates and it turns me into like some other person. And that's, yeah. that's Kay. Yeah. She's great. Right. Mm-hmm. I love her. Perfect. She scares little me angel. a little. Motivator. She scares me a little. <laughs> when she starts walking around the classroom looking at people's uh, screens, I, I get a little scared of her. She's like, what RPM mm-hmm. are you at? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just really, really fast. Sometimes Haley's back there like, I can see hair going like this. I'm like, okay, get it, Haley. She's got me oh. going up there. Okay, this is about you. <laughs> mm-hmm. so you 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 are turned up back there. I just needed you to know. I but um, I'm trying to push myself. I love it. I I don't have any complaints. None. What do you think is it about fitness and whenever you go to teach a class where you flip that switch? Mm-hmm. What why do you think that happens? Like what uh, is it about that activity that makes you flip the switch? I think that it's because of the things that I went through to get to where I am right now in my fitness journey, that it it took a certain amount of dedication and discipline. So it's, it's like, I had to flip that switch to get, you know what I'm saying? To make myself keep going because you run into a lot of obstacles and hurdles and obstacles and hurdles. And at a certain point, I wanted somebody to, feel the way that I felt mm-hmm. about fitness and I wanted to inspire and motivate people. So mm-hmm. it was like the, the only way that I could do it was like to like give this like extra amount of energy that was going to like, people are going to be like, like what in the world is wrong with this girl? So every time that I work out in the gym, even back then when I started, it was that way. Like I'm in the gym, like going freaking insane because I want people to understand like how hard I'm working and what it takes in order for you to actually make a drastic change like the one that I made and to actually maintain it. So it's like, I always just have to activate that KKB mode. Like, so say, say more about the big change, about the change, what drove you to get into this? Why was it so important? Where, mm-hmm. What's that story? Oh, oh, that, that one. Um, so when I was 16 years old, the reason why I have a 21 year old kid, when I was 16 years old, I became pregnant. Mm-hmm. Small town, we had nothing to do. We had nothing to do. So I became pregnant and I had my son. Oh, yeah, I read books. I read all the books. <laughs> <laughs> Met everyone and, at Walmart. <laughs> hmm. So I had, um, my son and I found out that I had hypertension mm. at that time and I was 16 years old That's and wild. I was fit and athletic and all this type of stuff and so apparently it's all just genetics like I have really bad genes so my son had to be um like they had to induce my labor because I had ended up with toxemia and if they didn't take him early then he was gonna you know basically have brain damage or I could have died, that type of thing. 
So yeah, I was like, okay, cool, go ahead. He was only, uh, I think like two, three weeks premature. I'm not premature, but just preterm. Right. Now my daughter, fast forward to two years later, she ended up being a preemie due to the same reasons. Hmm. So, but while I was with her, I started having like all of these crazy health crises. Like I was having epileptic episodes. I got diagnosed with all this heart stuff. Like it was really crazy. So for years, she was premature. Her lungs weren't developed. She nearly died. I nearly died. I didn't get to meet my daughter until she was three weeks old because I was in the hospital. Yeah. And that's, that's when I was 18. So um, fast forward like five or six years going through all of these tests in and out the hospital, always sick, like back and forth between Austin, Houston, Dallas, um, to all these different doctors. And they finally found out that, you know, I had like a whole slew of cardiac issues, like a whole slew of them. Eventually I ended up getting diagnosed with chronic heart failure. So I was like, okay, I really need to get my life. Surprising this is to hear because well, that's why I can't wait to hear the whole story. Go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the chronic heart failure, like it, like it goes I go in and out of heart failure, like the fluid goes up and the ejection fraction um, rate and all that type of stuff. So basically my heart decides that it just wants to, you know, when every occasionally. So I didn't know at the time when I started working out about the heart failure per se. I didn't find that out until like a couple of years later, but I, I knew about all these other cardiac issues and I, they just kept adding medications, adding medications um, because they could not get like my vitals to get their lives together. And if they couldn't get those together, then it was going to start to affect my other major organs, like my kidneys and all that. So they were putting me on medicine, 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 medicine. By the time 2012 hit, I was on seven heart meds, like seven oh, of them. My gosh. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know anybody who's ever taken heart medications or if you've ever taken them, they make you really, really tired. Like the most tired that you could ever feel exhausted. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I was working. I was a single mother. Um, and I was working as a 911 operator at the time. And so I was working all this like overtime and all this type of stuff, but I was always tired. And I was overweight. I was about 198 pounds. Like, so I was, you know, overweight. Um, and I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of this. Like, because I'm going back and forth to the cardiologist. I'm in this cardiologist's office. I'm in my 20s. Uh, I was almost 30 at the time. I'm in my 20s and I'm in the cardiologist's office with these 60 and 70 year olds. And they're looking yeah. at me like, what are you doing here? So I was like, I'm tired of this. They are not the medicine is not helping. Um, they just keep telling me that I don't need to be stressed. And I'm like, well, I'm stressed because I'm tired and I'm on all these medicines and I keep having to go to these doctor's visits. And so I was like, you know what, if I'm, if I'm gonna be tired anyway, the only thing that I haven't legitimately tried at this point is exercise. So I was like, well, if I'm just going to be this tired anyway, then I may as well just try working out to see if maybe that might help me with, you know, any of this stuff. Yeah. So I did. I had a friend. His name was Anthony. 
Um, he lived in Austin and he was the only person that I really hung out with in Austin. So I was like, and he had big muscles. Like he had a really good body. He was a basketball player in the gym and all that. I mean, in college and all that. So I was like, okay, listen, I need your help. Can you show me how to like work out? Like, I don't, I don't know how. Yeah. So can you show me how to use the equipment in the gym, please? I will pay you all to do whatever I need. Just please, you know, help me. So he did. He had this big, huge gym in his apartment complex. He took me over there two days a week. And I was about to say, me, like, how did you stuff. start fitting it in as a single mom of two working overtime? Like, was that the mm-hmm. hardest part with finding the time at, the, at that point? You know, it was until it wasn't. Because I'm going to tell you, like when when I set my mind to it, I was like, okay, you know, and like I said, I like to read and, you know, I read about habits and all that type. And when I first went to school, I went for a child. um, What is it called? Uh, You know, it was to be a teacher, um, like child development. So, you know, how they teach you about habit forming and all that type of stuff. So um, I decided that I really wanted to create some healthy habits. And so I put myself on this really, really, really strict regimen, like, okay, I can only eat these things and I can only eat, like, I'm not going to eat until this time. And then after that, I'm not going to eat any, you know, I'm going to take at least three, four hours before, between each meal and every day at 7 PM because I got off at 6 PM. So every day at 7 PM, no matter what, I don't care if it's raining, snowing, if the kids are here with me, if the kids are here, they're going to go to every day at seven. I'm working out. I went and got me a YMCA membership because it was discounted through my job. And literally every day, I did not care where I was. If I was in Mejia, if I was in Austin, um, everything stopped at 7 p.m. And so that I could work out. So from 7 to 8 p.m. every day. I was either running, doing something, and I would take the kids with me. We had a tennis court, a basketball court, and running trails in my apartment complex. And I told them, I was like, I don't care what y'all do. You can choose either of these things. But for this hour, you're going to be out here being active. And so you can go run with me. You could be on tennis court. You could play basketball. So I would go run my miles. And then I would go, because they would usually just go to the basketball courts. I would go and play basketball with my kids. So we would do that every day. Mm -hmm from seven to eight. And it was, there was no, like, I was just like, nope, I'm not, I don't care. I don't care if your house is burning down. I will come and see you at 8 PM because between seven and eight, I am going to be working out. And so I just carried that wow. discipline from that point that's on. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, that's so would you say like for people who feel like they're overworked, all this stuff, it's, it's just like, you can have the time if you mm-hmm. always make that time and, and you make it a habit. Absolutely. And if you prioritize it, because you have to think about it, what's in, what matters to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really have a hard time. Um, like, what is, which one is it? Sympathizing or empathizing, whichever one. I get those two words mixed up. But I really have a hard time relating to people who like, have like a a specific reason why they need to get healthy and fit, but they can't find the time or they can't get motivated. Like whatever that, that health issue or your mobility issue or whatever the thing is, that's your motivation right there. So I really have a hard time with it because to me, I was just like, 
I'm tired of this. So I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And I'm going to be very strict on myself. It's the same as college. Um, and as women, like we put ourselves on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So we're just like, okay, I'm going to finish college because when I finish college, then I'm going to be able to make my family proud or I'm going to be able to take care of my kids better or make more money so I can do this, 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 and that. But it's always a specific reason for somebody else. It's never actually for us. It's never actually because I need to take care of myself or because I need to make time for myself. We will make time for everybody else. But when it comes to fitness, which is something that's just for us, which we're likely going to be doing alone and it's not affecting or benefiting anybody else, we can't find the time. So Mm -hmm. I try to make sure that I take that time out and I will include people, but I found that fitness is my place of peace. Because nobody's mm. going to follow you to the gym. <laughs> Except for y'all. Y'all That's, follow each other to yeah. the gym. But yeah, nobody's going to follow you, you to the gym. You know what? Like you just saying that reminded me of how you're saying how typically we do things for other people, but when it comes to doing stuff for ourselves and we'll, we, we will let ourselves down a lot of times mm-hmm. and we won't keep that priority. I, it makes me think of what we were just talking about the other day about self-talk, like mm-hmm. how you would never talk to another person that you love, that you love the way you talk to yourself in your head, Mm -hmm. majority of people, right? Like you're so hard on yourself. You you're so tough on yourself because it's like, it's, it's weird. It's like, you have to build what you're saying, like this healthy relationship with yourself to want to do things and not let yourself down and do them for you. And, Mm -hmm. and, And the same about like how we talk to ourselves, Like we should want to talk well to ourselves because we're with ourselves all the time. Mm -hmm. The truth is that, you know, you're saying it's for ourselves, but then like that is causes, that's the first like ripple ripple into the whole ripple of us out into the world. So if you don't start here, making that choice for yourself, then you proceed out into the world as a mom, mm-hmm. as a coworker, as a friend, as a whatever citizen yeah. in a way different way, knowing mm-hmm. that you're not prioritizing the things that matter to you. Yep, exactly. So how long, okay. When you started that journey of really prioritizing your health, what happened with your health, like all the cardiac stuff? And then how long did it take? You know, I want to know everything. So I worked out intense. I was completely disciplined. And like I said, I have the friend helping me with the gym. Um, And then I would do Zumba. I had um, tapes because I I wasn't making very much money back then. I was broke. So I I needed all the help I could. So I bought some Zumba DVDs. Um, You know how they used to let you pay in installment plans? Yeah. I paid in installment plans. I paid off my Zumba DVDs. And then (laughs) I I ordered the... no, I think back then people would burn um, DVDs for you. Yeah, and I think would. somebody had burned T25 for me. So I would alternate the three. I would do Zumba one day, T25, and go work out with my friend. And I did that. And then I ended up moving to Atlanta. So when I moved to Atlanta, I um, got a gym membership because it was starting to get cold and I could no longer run every day like I was doing before. So I got that gym membership. Now, at this point, probably like four or five months have elapsed since I began this journey. I moved to Atlanta. <clears throat> it's starting to get cold. I went to this gym called Snap Fitness. 
the guy who did my fitness assessment, his name was Elijah. Older guy, I think he was like 53 at the time, like reminded me of the father that I never had. Um, he does my fitness assessment and he sees how dedicated I was because I would go in there and I still didn't know a whole lot about the gym. I knew enough to do the basic things. So I would go in there and do the basic things that I knew how to do all the time. This guy would see me and see my dedication and see me in there every day doing the same thing. And he was like, come on, come on. And he took me under his wing and he taught me so many things about fitness. And he would tell me like, bring a notebook, like bring a notebook, write this down, write this down, write this down. So he always had me writing all this stuff down. And um, he was, like he was a really good trainer and he was a martial artist too. So he worked at a martial arts gym. So he would bring me over to the martial arts gym and have me over there working out. And just as much as I could train with this man, I did because I couldn't afford a trainer and he was offering me his services. So I would, at this point, I'm leading his um, little classes that he taught at the gym. So that was a way that I was repaying him. And then um, I ended up becoming like the little cardio and conditioning um, assistant at the martial arts gym. So I was repaying him that way. Some days he'll be like, okay, your payment is to bring me a jerk chicken plate from the Jamaican (laughs) restaurant right next door. So I would take him a little $10 plate that would be my payment for the day. So yes, he, he really like, I regard this man so high. You, You guys don't understand because he like, I, I don't know where I would be without it. And he didn't have to do it. And he no. did it. And he did it in such a, a really strict, like he was, I, I think he must have been ex-military or something, but you could tell he definitely was martial arts mm-hmm. because he was so strict and he did not play. I remember he kicked me out of the gym one day Uh-oh. because he took me to another gym where he was doing like some promo type stuff. And, you know, they turned on some music and I started dancing and lollygagging and he was like, uh-uh, get out. And I was like, but we didn't even work out yet. And we had drove like 20 miles from where we were to there to go. He's nope. He said, no, nope, I didn't come. I didn't bring you all the way over here to be playing around. I brought you over here to work out. Get out. Kick me out the gym mm-hmm. that day. And I, I never, when, as it relates to working out, I never joke or played in the gym again after that because I realized that you know it was he was taking his time out he was investing time into me and I was kind of pissing it away so I never did that again but um by this time I think it probably took like two years I end up losing like I was 200 pounds I end up losing 50 pounds Mm -hmm. within the first year and then I worked to like tone it up because I wanted I started seeing like these really muscular fit people you know what I'm saying I was like oh I want to look like them because it is at, after the 50 pound loss I was kind of skinny fat is what I call it like <laughs> I was small but I had a lot of body fat so yeah. I had like the little you know the little super thing going on and all that type of stuff so I was like okay I want to like get toned up and get some muscle definition and all that so I started lifting weights and, and he helped me and showed me how to do all that so I toned up ended up like getting in shape to become a bodybuilder and eventually ended up competing. But that's, that's a later story down the line, but it, it took me two years. And within two years, I was off every single 
every single heart and blood pressure medication. I was not even on one. That is so cool. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You're oh. leading cardio and conditioning with mm-hmm. what they say is chronic heart failure. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. did it start to like turn your stuff around or it's something that you're, you're having to be really diligent with? I mean, obviously health is a journey that's lifelong. It's not like you get meet a goal and you quit, but was, is it like, mm-hmm. have your doctors said like they've seen a lot of reversal in what you had or anything like that? Well, I have had... My doctor told me I'm the healthiest heart patient that he's ever seen um, is what he told me. I actually had um, because I documented my whole journey, like from start to finish on, um, you know, like all the social media, just because I wanted people to see a realistic perspective on this is how hard this is. It's not easy. And even when you do lose the weight, you're still not going to like your body and, you know, just like all type of stuff. I, I just I put it all out there for the whole world to see. Um, and so the day that I went to the doctor and he told me I didn't have to take any of the heart meds anymore, that was probably like four years ago. Um, I documented that on social media as well. He was like, you're like the healthiest heart patient. I know. Did you freak um, out when you, he said you didn't have to take the medication anymore? No, I was, because I was basically like, um, I don't want to be on this medicine and it's making me tired and my blood pressure is low. Take me No, I mean like like freak out, excited. Like you hit this goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was excited. I was excited. Like, you you have no idea. I'm now I am back on because like you said, it's an ongoing, it, it's a chronic illness. So it's not like it, it doesn't ever go away. And it has its highs and its lows. So re- more recently, I just went into kidney failure. Like, um, I just went and got the clear from that on July the 1st, actually. What? But yeah. <laughs> So fighter, seriously. Yeah, the the chronic um, heart issues and when the blood pressure is uncontrollable, it damages your um, organs. Well, I also have lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, and so those are um, autoimmune illnesses, and they attack your like your immune system is basically confused, mm-hmm. and so it's attacking your healthy organs and tissue. So my joints get so inflamed and I'm in a lot of pain um, oftentimes. And sometimes if y'all come to class and I don't ride on the bike at all, I'm probably having a flare up from uh, RA or lupus. But I had a really bad flare after um, I took the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I, I documented this too. Like I, I'm always, I, I doc, cause I want people to see like yeah. that you can still yeah, you can still live a, a regular life. You can still work out hard and do all, take just take care of yourself. So I documented this too, but um, I I got the COVID vaccine April third, and it caused me to have a really bad flare, and it caused my immune system to just attack the freak out of my kidneys, and mm. so wow. my kidney functions dropped all the way down to the point to where they were like, girl. So I had to go see a nephrologist and do all this stuff. So I went on like a really, really, really strict anti-inflammatory diet. I stopped drinking alcohol, um, started resting, eliminated some client stress, all that type of stuff, because I was trying to get myself back out of the red. Mm -hmm. And I finally got better July. Well, I went and got my lab work like three days prior. And then July the 1st is when they, they gave me the official okay. 
you're back in the green now, girl, but chill. Okay. Keep doing what you've been doing. You need to chill. Like don't get too excited. So that's what I tend to do. Like I will get, you know, I'll get excited when I start to feel better and I start coming off the meds and all that type of stuff. And I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna go live my best life. And (laughs) you can't really live your best life when you have chronic conditions. You really have to monitor and prioritize health and, and fitness all the time. So what I do I knew you were gonna have mm-hmm. a really good story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you're yeah. so like whenever we were in your class and whenever we leave like you're so inspirational and mm-hmm. you know not just I mean in the way that you motivate us as a class but just like you physically too like the first time we even saw you we were like damn what the <laughs> we, we gotta look like her okay we gotta do this because well, you're just, you. no you're just like very you're a huge inspiration to us and I think mm-hmm. it's so interesting that your commitment to health and fitness because of your chronic illness um it's made you a fighter like mm-hmm it's, it's, it's really inspiring again, in a new way, all, all Mm -hmm. entirely new way. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. So I'm glad somebody feels the inspiration. That's my, my that's my aim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, do you do fitness as your full-time career now? It's not my full-time career, but it kind of feels like it is like, (laughs) yeah. Um, I don't, people always ask me like, when do I sleep? And I'm like, I, you know, I I do sleep, but I don't know how I get that in there. Like, um, I'm a really busy, I had like a list. I had to write down the things that I actually do, but I I do work in corporate America, um, by day. Yes, I am a regional, yeah, regional ops manager for a multi-billion dollar corporation. So you work at, at eight to five, nine to five. Mm-hmm. job yeah and I'm a manager so I, I have an office um but I don't always have to go into the office I can work from home um if I choose to but yeah and my job requires some travel and that type of thing but yeah I I have a, a non-five yes you and, are a and straight boss lady all the mm-hmm. way around but then so you said you also train folks like you do personal mm-hmm. training Mm-hmm. Oh, let me read you off the list of things. Please, I, I wrote give it. us the list. Blow our minds. I wrote it down. So I am a spin instructor. Mm. You guys know that. We know um, that. We have experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a master sports nutritionist. Oh. I am a master personal trainer. I am a certified health and wellness coach with a specialization in chronic illness. Oh I am the CEO and owner of We Fit Fitness World, um, which encompasses like a whole bunch of different brands. My two main brands are Spin Fam and Fit Beauty, um, hence the Fit Beauty shirt. Um, so it, there are, I do, in my fitness, We Fit Fitness World, it includes like health coaching, um, milk plans, personal training, um, weight loss coaching. I own an app. Um, through which I kind of, you know, train my people and put their meal plans in there and all that type of stuff and, um, a clothing line. And I sell like sport fitness apparel, um, that type of stuff. So that's what I do as it relates to We Fit Fitness World, Spin Fam and Fit Beauty. Um, also 
Is yeah, Fit that's... Beauty the apparel? Fit Beauty is the apparel. Yes. Okay. And, and spin... that's the female apparel. And Spin Fam is like a brand specifically for, you know, the family environment that I wanted to create in my spin classes. So I just made a whole brand and we have t-shirts, attire. Um, and I would like for it to become like a worldwide brand because I want people to understand like that fitness, like group fitness should be therapy. It should feel like you're going to feel better, even yeah. though you're going to be tired afterwards. You should go in there and you should be like, whoo, she killed me, but I feel so good. You know what I'm saying? Like Do you that. know that whenever we leave your class, we were talking about this, that every time we leave your class, we're dead meat. And then mm-hmm. the rest of the evening, we, we have are- so much energy. Like mm-hmm. we, I, I accomplished so much after your class on, on Mondays and Wednesdays. I literally can't believe it. Cause you're, cause and I'm you're so like- exhausted afterwards. I'm like, and you're so exhausted before that you're like, I can't go do this hard thing. And then mm-hmm. after you're energized, you're so sharp and you're also like, not just nourished by, you know, the fitness, but like being, from around. being around everyone, it's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, like when we all, you make us all move together and like us all be in sync. There is something mm-hmm. so powerful about that. Mm-hmm. Us all moving together because you want to stay with your spin fam. Yes. Oh absolutely it's a whole thing and it's like they feel each other's energy with the movements because I mean I take other spin classes um they're not in sync like that you know what I'm saying but it, it just it's the vibes in the class of the people and I tell people that all the time it's not me the instructor it's the spin fam it's them they they create this environment by all being willing I cultivate it but they they keep it going by all being willing to love each other, accept each other, be kind to each other, encourage, motivate, push. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of figure out who I need to push in what way. That's another thing as well. Like, OK, so do I need to be competitive towards you or do I need to, you know, talk a little crap or do I need to be like, oh, go girl, you're so great. I really hate being that person. So um, I really don't. Sometimes. Yeah. But so, yeah, occasionally I run into people like that and I have to, you know what I'm saying? Give them that version of me. But most of my people, they just kind of, you know, we all just kind of conform to each other and it, yeah. it just works. So I love my spin fam. I really do. Like, like when Dominique starts uh chanting the song or like he starts like singing and or like another you know when I look at who's the Tasha Tasha in the front row it's like I'm mm -hmm. like if I could be Tasha one day Jesus Mm -hmm. I mean me too like I'm trying to be Tasha I've been trying to be Tasha since 2017 it didn't work legs move really fast sometimes Mm -hmm. but she's always Mm -hmm. on beat she's always on beat yeah I I I love I love your concept of the spin fam that's so beautiful Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, thank you. Too, because I know your list isn't over. Um, no, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I was going to tell y'all about my day job, but y'all already asked about my day job. So, that's How, it. Do, so do you do you ultimately want to make your business uh, your full your time? Full-time? Yes, I do have hopes to be able to at some point let the corporate job go and focus on my own brand and my own fitness because 
it is lucrative and it could be more lucrative if I had a little bit more time to invest in it. And you know what I'm saying? But right now I have so many different things that are pulling me. Okay. I have, I'm the spin instructor. I'm the personal trainer because I, I do train people in person also. And there are several people that go to spin class that I, I train them also. So, um, you know, I would like to just put it all together and do it, you know, full time. Yeah. Um, but that's coming. I'm also looking into like getting a little studio type of space so that I can do my own spin thing and do it more frequently. Posted. I absolutely will. So because I'm following you to hell. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not saying you're not going to I'm just saying I'd follow you anywhere, Kate. Yeah. Well, I'm thank you, fine. ladies. I appreciate the support. Y'all are amazing as well. You bring a uh, specific. And let me tell y'all about next. I know that this is supposed to be about me. Nope. But nope. you're done. I got to tell you. So the day y'all walked in my class. Now, y'all see my class is very diverse. So it's not like there's, you know, not every, everybody doesn't look like me in my class. But it's like when y'all walked in my class the day that y'all did, I was like, they're they're not gonna come back for another class. They're gonna hate it here. Right. I really did. Like I didn't, I you know, sometimes I can gauge if a person is gonna put up with my crap or not. You know what I'm saying? So I don't take offense. I'm not for everybody. Um, and you know, the spin fam is a little bit much. So I was just like, they're they're not gonna. I don't think they're going to come back, but you know, I, I would love for them to come back. So I'm going to try to make sure that they, they feel the vibes. And so it worked, you know what I'm saying? It worked But those other two ladies. I didn't, the one lady followed me from Duncanville, uh, Stacy, those two ladies that, you know, I was hyping up and, you know, yeah, she followed me from Duncanville. So. Well, and also Apparently. you like remembered our, you asked our names, you remembered it. And like, yeah, there is, said, there, where's Samantha? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Called you, I Samantha, mean, like, not you like you call people out in the class and it just, and I think mm. that's what I'm saying. When you cultivate that feeling, I mean, I'm a teacher, I'm a high school English teacher and I, it's very similar in the sense where to create an environment where people want to engage, like you really have to cultivate that personalization and give mm-hmm. this energy and vibe that they feel comfortable adding to. And yeah. I think it's really hard for people to do that. I think it's hard for teachers to do it in the classroom, but I think especially in a group adult fitness class where people are coming mm-hmm. from all different walks of life, all different types of jobs, all different types of, you know, just everything. And then you come into this, this room and you cultivate that vibe and the personalized, you know, knowing everybody's names and calling people out. It's just, it's the best mm-hmm. environment. You are incredible. Really. Well, thank you. I just I, wanted to take the time. Smoke up your ass either. I, I, I really, I, we wouldn't do that. I don't believe you would. I just wanted to take a pause to tell you that I just wanted my class to, to feel like one of those sticky noodles. <gasps> you watch the Ted talk. Oh my God, I almost cried. Told you I told you I did my homework, girl. You're sweet. Well, and what I was Mm -hmm. gonna say is that this is like the magic behind why we do this is Mm -hmm. and not just this, but just how we move through the world. You impact people and you don't even realize 
how mm-hmm. that those little moments like you with Elijah, like mm-hmm. him doing that for you. And yeah. then like how that rippled out. And then now who you are in the world and every person who walks into your class or whatever, yeah. how now we're going out into the world as different people. And mm-hmm. yes, it's about fitness because that's very important. Our bodies are what we live in. There are our, our homes. Yeah. 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 But also it's like, it also, it ripples out to just everything else, how we treat people, people, how we feel when we get home, how we encounter our families, how we work our day job. I did want mm-hmm. to ask you, Kate, whenever you started prioritizing your health and fitness, um, like when you first started, cause you're a single mm-hmm. mama too, at the time, did you notice like your relationship and your family dynamic, even changing with your kids when you were, when you were prioritizing? Yes. And I also think that my my dedication to fitness rubbed off on my kids, not not as it relates to fitness, um, but as it relates to just life in general. Like they they saw me grinding and they yeah. saw me like working, working all this overtime, you know what I'm saying? And still committing myself to go work out. I might get off at midnight. I'm still going to the gym when I get off of work. And they they saw this and they watched this. And I think that it, really made them look up to me. Yeah. Um, my daughter has actually spoken about it on multiple occasions. And my son, um, for him to like send his high school football um, teammates and they got, they're like on scholarships, full ride scholarships to colleges for football and that type of stuff, sending them to me because he believes in me as a trainer and as a motivator to get them ready and to get them prepared for like camps and stuff like that. Yeah, it it really does. And so I I really do think that, yes, it had an effect on my relationships with people. And it also just, it changed me as a person, you know, it made me a more, um, like a more patient person. Like it made me a better listener. If that makes any sense, like it's like, you understand a lot. You understand people a lot better when you start to understand yourself and what it, what you've had to put into yourself. Yeah. So now I know what I've had to put into myself as an individual to continuously keep growing. Not to mention the fact that I have really bad anxiety, really, really bad anxiety. So just that whole journey in and of itself, trying to figure out coping mechanisms and all of that type of stuff the 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 things that you pour into yourself you realize okay this is this is what i need to do to cultivate these relationships with other people too in order to help them be better or to help them deal with me better so that we can continue to be in each other's lives in whatever way we need to be because at the end of the day relationships I, my relationship with you is going to be better as long as I know how we need to treat each other and how I need you to interact with me and how I need to communicate to you the way that I need you to interact with me in order for us to maintain this relationship man it's like I almost I almost mentioned boundaries at the beginning when you were saying at 7 p.m I'm going to da 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 and that means you have to set out boundaries with people in your life like you want to hang out with Mm -hmm. me but like they say, we listen to um, this girl, Brene Brown, a lot. She's a social social worker. And she mm-hmm. talks about like one of the biggest um, 
effects of not of not being your authentic self mm-hmm. is not having boundaries yeah and it's like boundaries for yourself like what are your expectations for yourself but then that mm-hmm. immediately translates to the boundaries you're setting for other people to interact with you and with the world and it's mm-hmm. just oh my god you we have a lot to learn from you Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that also, well, I, I mean, like, we have a lot to learn from each other, but um, it also translated because the the foods that I eat, you know what I'm saying? I don't eat beef, I don't eat pork, I don't eat, you know what I'm saying, fried food often, and things, I don't drink milk, I don't eat anything out of a can, that type of stuff. So, yeah. family gatherings, I'm an African-American woman. I, I know y'all probably didn't know that. But I'm going to just, I'm going to just, let me turn my brightness up. Yeah. I'm going to just, I'm going to put that out there. I'm an African-American woman and we eat, you know, in my culture, we eat soul food and, you know, salty, you know what I'm saying? Heavy on the sauce and everything cheesy and greasy. So. That's so good. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. So when I go home, like they're cooking everything that I don't eat. So as as it relates to boundaries, yeah, because I'm like, I mean, I, I can't come because there's not going to be anything for me to eat. Or when I was competing, um, you know, doing bodybuilding, I had to not attend certain things because I can't eat anything on the menu and I did not want to be tempted to eat anything that I wasn't supposed to. So mm-hmm. at certain points in my bodybuilding prep, I couldn't go out and socialize. Yeah, because I did not want to be tempted. So those things, yeah, they definitely affect like and then they cause you to have to set boundaries with people. Just it's so inspirational that you've had all of these um, struggles and challenges and you're Mm going to be top five right now for Miss Health and Fitness. I sure hope so. Are you hearing that? Hmm? Like you're going to be Miss Health and Fitness. And you're I'm already the person in. that has dealt with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. going to be Miss Health and Fitness. I'm going to be Miss Health and Fitness if people keep voting for me. Thank you. Kay. All right. I appreciate you, ladies. Y'all take Y'all care. have a good evening. You too. Well, we knew she was going to have a great story, didn't we? And she did. She did not I wasn't, disappoint. I wasn't prepared for actually how much was going to be in her backstory. Right. I I didn't realize all of her health issues because you guys have to know like how we know her is through the cycling class and she's a super fit, energetic person. And um, so it was really interesting to learn about her journey to health um, and all the things that she has struggled with along the way. It's very inspiring. It's kind of like makes you want to put your own button gear in. And very inspiring that her goal is to like make it feel like a family. So it's so much more than fitness and that us in the world, we have a chance to do that with people, like make people feel like they're welcome or we can do the opposite. And no wonder we love her class because that's her whole vibe is fit fam, spin fam. Uh, So she is in the running for a, a competition, Miss Health and Fitness, Miss Health and Fitness, and you can vote for her. So we are going to have in her in the bio of this, um, in the show notes of this episode, how to go vote for her. Also, 
her Instagram, all that stuff about her business. Um, if you are inspired by Kay, like we are, and you'll follow her in anywhere she goes, even to the gates of hell, according to me, um, <laughs> then you should follow along in her journey. And if you're um, in the Dallas area, you can don't come tell people because then they'll, they'll fill up come. the class. Anyways, just follow her journey. If you figure it out, that's on you because there are limited seats. We get there so early to find Sorry, what was I thinking? You're trying to give up everything. She needs to start her own studio and do multiple classes because I'll go to all of them. With a hundred seat bike room. Cheer that, Kay. Hundred seats. Well, we hope you guys love this episode. We're inspired by Kay's story. And follow us at dearfriend.podcast to learn more about uh, how to get in touch with her and also check her out. I'll be in the show notes. Y'all have a great week. Party.